This is Tuesday, November 24th. It's our evening prayer. I'm going to read three short verses from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 56 to 58. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The morning after our youngest child was born, we received very grave news. He had a congenital heart defect that was life-threatening. He was less than one day old, and we were already contemplating the possibility that, that we might lose him. Sandy was still in the hospital following the delivery as the news reached me. And I really wanted our two older children to meet their brother. So I rushed by their school to pick them up and drove him to the hospital. And it was just in time to see their brother for a few moments. Nurses and a doctor were prepping him for a journey in a mobile intensive care unit to a hospital in New York City. You can imagine this was a difficult moment, to say the least. Now, Paul is writing about the reality of the resurrection in this letter. And he's described, we know that Jesus was raised up because there were, well, there were many eyewitnesses. There's plenty of proof. And Paul is happy to share that with us. Paul explains that because of the resurrection of Jesus, death doesn't have the final word. Jesus does. Just as the law reveals the death grip of sin, so the resurrection reveals the living hope that we have. If Jesus rose from the dead, then his promise to raise us up also stands firm. Now these are powerful words in a world filled with the darkness of death. Everything in our lives comes to be under the shadow of eventual death. This is a curse we just cannot remove. And perhaps this year we felt it more than we usually do. Our news is punctuated with infection rates and the number of people that have died with COVID-19. Paul lived in a world in which a large percentage of children did not live into adulthood, where the life expectancy was less than 40 years of age. In our day, we try to hide death away so that we don't have to see it and we don't have to think about it. Many of us have never been present to see someone die. But at the time of Jesus, well, everybody was acquainted with death. And that is why this chapter about the resurrection, well, it ends with a note of triumph. It's not a denial of the reality of death. No, instead, it's the embracing of a new reality that takes the sting away from death. Even death cannot destroy us. It can't keep us from God. Death no longer has the power over the one found in Christ. You see, death, it's not the end of your story. That enemy stands defeated by Jesus. And because this is true, the whole plan of God to redeem our world, well, it will come to fulfillment just as he promised. That means that what we do here, well, it really does matter. It won't be lost. It's not in vain. You know, our baby boy was taken from us into the city of New York. On the way in the ambulance, his heart stopped beating. 
We are so grateful that the doctor was able to revive him. A few days later, he had open heart surgery and his heart defect was repaired. Today, he's a living miracle, a constant reminder of the grace of God. And this is what, this is what each of us, each of us is this too, whether we can see it or not. We're a sign that life has come into the world through Jesus Christ. And because of that, we can rejoice. Let's pray. Thanks be to you, O Lord, for your goodness in removing the shroud that enfolds all people and leading us to life in Jesus. Let us see your goodness and be moved to respond in worship and praise. Help us to see that in Christ we have passed from death to life. For we pray in his name. Amen.